Welcome to the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, email it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives, and check us out on Instagram, instagram.com slash greatdetectives. If you're enjoying the podcast, please follow us using your favorite podcast software. A reminder, as you're making your travel plans, remember to check johnnydollarair.com first. johnnydollarair.com is a Priceline affiliate link, so part of the purchase price will benefit the great detectives of old-time radio at no additional cost to you. So remember, when making your travel plans, check johnnydollarair.com first. Now it's time for the conclusion of this week's Yours Truly Johnny Dollar Serial. The original air dates, October 3rd, 4th, and 5th of 1956. It's the Picture Postcard Matter, Episodes 3, 4, and 5. From Hollywood, it's time now for... Johnny Dollar. This is Arthur, the innkeeper. I have a telephone call for you from Police Inspector Honegger in Zurich. I will put him on. Go ahead. Hi, Inspector. Any line on Sebastian's killer? Uh, Not yet, Herr Dollar. That also means no line on the stolen diamonds, huh? I do not know. You recall the picture postcard Sebastian gave you before his death? The picture of the Kleibach Inn? Sure. He said it was part of a key to the location of the diamonds. That's why I came up here to the inn. But I haven't found any sign of them. We have been watching Sebastian's apartment. This morning, the second part of the key arrived in his mailbox. Another postcard? Yes. I am sending it on to you. See what you can make of it. Looks like we're in the middle of a game of some kind. Have you been able to locate the missing murder suspect, Ilse Schaefer? I've not only located her, in five minutes I'm going skiing with her. What? Herr Dollar, do you think that is wise for you? It's one way of finding out if she ties in. I just hope it doesn't turn out to be the hard way. Tonight, and every weekday night, Bob Bailey and the transcribed adventures of the man with the action-packed expense account, America's fabulous freelance insurance investigator... Yours truly, Johnny Dollar. Expense account submitted by Special Investigator Johnny Dollar to the Home Office Global Casualty in Hartford, Connecticut. Assignment, the picture postcard matter. Location, Clybox, Switzerland. Expense account continued. Item 7, $3 American, rental on ski equipment. Ilsa Schaefer told me she'd come to Clybox to go skiing, and I wanted to make sure that was her reason. There'd been too many coincidences about her to suit me, First, the way she'd popped into my cab in Zurich, then popped out two blocks later, leaving her purse behind. Right after that, I'd been jumped by a strong arm who was sure Ilsa had passed the stolen diamonds to me. And now she turns up suddenly at the Kleibach Inn. I spotted her waiting for me at the ski lift. Come on, Johnny, you're late. In her skiing outfit, she could have passed for Miss Switzerland. But one nasty little thought kept coming into my brain, kept marring the picture. She could also be Sebastian's killer. We rode the lift up to the top and took off along the ridges. She skied like she was born to it. Easy, smooth, and gracefully. It had been four years since I'd last been on skis, and as I struggled to keep up with her, I must have looked like a rusty snowplow. 
We worked our way out on the crest of one of the ridges. Let's stop here a moment. Well, that suits me fine. You winded? This is not exactly sea level. I just get used to it. You see, I really can ski, Johnny. Oh, that's an understatement. Do you have a cigarette? Yeah, sure. Here. Thanks. Isn't it beautiful up here, Johnny? Yeah. You see that little dot way down there? That is the inn. A long way down. That's what I like about skiing. Everything is so remote, so far below. When you're up here, all that down there, it it just doesn't exist anymore. It's always there when you get back, though. (laughs) You you are too practical, Johnny. But, you know, it's fun being with you. Thanks. I still can't get over it. What? Well, the coincidence that I should share your cab in Zurich and then run into you again at the Kleibach Inn. But I am glad. Aren't you? Can't say that I... Johnny! Must have come from that other ridge behind the rocks. Closer. We're sitting ducks on this ridge. Quick! Down the left side of it. There is a shortcut. Let's go. Keep low, Elsa. Who could be shooting at us? We'll figure that out when we get out of range. He's still right with us. We'll be out of sight in a moment. Could be a moment too late. There. We are past the shoulder. Yeah. Slope's pretty steep here. This is the quickest way. The shoulder of the ridge will keep us out of sight. Maybe. What do you mean? We get going much faster and we're going to take off. Hey, ahead of us, a cliff. Johnny, stop! What do you think I'm trying to do? Johnny, Johnny, watch out! Can't Johnny! Get... Oh, brother. Oh, Johnny. Four feet more and I... Thank heaven. This was a real great route you picked, Ilsa. Oh, I... I can't tell you how sorry I am. Sorry I didn't go over the edge. Oh, of course not. I mean, I'm I'm sorry that in the excitement, I forgot about the avalanche. Avalanche? Yes, several months ago. It took away part of the slope and left this sheer drop. Forgot about it, huh? Well, I, I just told you I did. I noticed you didn't have much trouble stopping in time. But I was behind you. Oh, yeah, that's just where you were, behind me. What are you trying to say, Johnny? Just that this is one coincidence too many, Ilsa. We just happen to stop on the top of the ridge right where I make a grade-A target. Then you just happen to forget there's a sheer drop on this shortcut you got me to take. But I explained Come on, we're that... going back to the inn. The fire feels good, doesn't it? Johnny... Johnny, what is it? What's the matter? All those things you said up on the ridge... I'm waiting, Elsa. Waiting for what? For you to open up and tell me what this is all about and how you fit into the deal. Deal? Oh, cut it out, will you? You didn't just happen to share my cab back in Zurich. The whole thing was rigged so it would look like you passed those stolen diamonds along to me. Stolen? Johnny, I don't know anything about stolen diamonds. I suppose you also don't know anything about a man named Sebastian. Yes, I know Sebastian. What has he got to do with... about his murder? Murder? Oh, no. Oh, yes. Why? Why, I I can't believe it. Sebastian did. Yeah. And you've already admitted you knew Sebastian. Now let's have the rest of the story. Straight. Oh. Well, Sebastian was a friend of mine. Friend? Nothing more. He... 
He had asked me to share your cab at the airport and to leave my purse in it. Why did he want you to do that? I don't know. He, well, he said he was in some kind of trouble and needed help. He said if I would do that, it would help him. Ilsa, you'll have to do better than that. But I am telling you the truth. No, you... Hey, wait a minute. You claim you didn't know what kind of trouble Sebastian was in? No, he didn't tell you me. You also claim you don't know anything about the diamonds? A hundred thousand dollars worth? What? I read about that in the newspapers, but... Oh, wait a moment. Are you saying that Sebastian was involved in it? Up to his ears. I'm sorry to hear that, Johnny. But you must believe me. I did not know anything about it. You're either telling the truth or you're a whale of an actress, Ilsa. I'm telling you the truth. Okay. But about that taxi cab in Zurich, I don't understand. Sebastian was trying to double-cross the rest of the outfit by negotiating with me for the return of the diamonds. But apparently there was another outfit after the diamonds. He wanted to make it look to them like he'd passed the diamonds along to take the heat off. You said a man attacked you after I had left your cab. Yeah, He obviously thought you'd slip me the diamonds. So Sebastian was setting me up as a patsy on the one hand and negotiating with me on the other. Who could have killed him? Good question. Could be the outfit trying to grab the stones. Or Sebastian's own crowd found out he was trying to sell them out. And the person who shot at us up on the Same two possibilities. Which reminds me, you still haven't explained how you happened to come up here to the Kleibach Inn. Well, Sebastian told me he had unfinished business in Zurich... And he would meet me here in a few days, and we would go skiing. I see. Tell me, did you know any of Sebastian's friends? One or two, slightly. Was one of them big and powerful, thick features, almost bald? Mm, No. Why? Well, he's the one who jumped me in the hotel lobby after my cab ride with you. Oh, no, no. I am certain I would remember him the way you describe him. Oh, there was a man Sebastian spent a great deal of time with, but he was short and stocky with... Very thick neck. Well, that fits the description of one of the men in the robbery at the Zurich airport. Do you know his name? Why, um... Gruner, I think it was. Could it have been Gruner? Yes, yes. Gruner. The man who sent the postcard to Sebastian. Yeah, that ties in all right. Postcard? Oh, I'll skip that. Was one of Sebastian's friends an Englishman? Mm, Not that I know of. Why? Well, a fellow named Jeffrey Harris here at the hotel has been trying to strike up an acquaintance with me... Claims he thought I was old Bunny Dollar, a friend of his from London. Oh, well. Johnny, if you'll excuse me, I'm very tired and upset about this news of Sebastian. I I think I'll go to my room. Yeah, okay, Elsa. If there's anything more I can do... Don't worry. I'll let you know. All right. I'll see you later. Herr Dollar? Oh, Otto. Did you enjoy your skiing? Well, let's say it was real interesting. Got a question for you, Otto. Huh? As a man of experience, how do you tell if a woman is lying? <laughs> okay, Adola. As an innkeeper, I learned long ago that one listens to a woman, agrees with her, smiles politely, keeps his eyes open, and believes what he wishes about her. Yeah, well, I guess that's as good advice as any. Adola, this letter arrived for you from Zurich by special messenger while you were... Oh, yeah, I was expecting it. Thanks, Otto. One more thing. Yeah? Did anybody else go skiing this morning? From the inn? No. I see. But the Englishman... Jeffrey Harris? What about him? He likes to climb the rocks. He went out for a while. Climbing rocks, huh? Thanks a lot. 
Yeah. Jeffrey Harris could be my boy, all right. But at the moment, I was more interested in the contents of the envelope Police Inspector Honiger had sent me from Zurich. I tore it open and examined the postcard inside. Expense item eight, two and a half, long distance call to Zurich and Honiger. You received the postcard, Herr Dollar? Yeah, from Gruner to Sebastian, a picture of a chalet on the side of a mountain. You say this card arrived in Sebastian's mailbox? This morning. Apparently, Gruner is unaware of Sebastian's death. Uh, what do you make of the card? Well, the chalet in the picture is sort of a small halfway house for skiers. Is it attended? No, empty most of the time. Herr Dollar, possibly the first postcard of the inn was simply for the purpose of guiding Sebastian to Kleibach. The second is perhaps a picture of the actual location of the diamonds. That's what I'm going up there to find out. The trail up the mountain started in back of the inn. I worked my way up the ridge slowly, keeping an eye on every clump of rock, just in case my friend with the rifle was still on the prowl. Near the crest, I stopped a breath. Suddenly, I spotted something moving far down the slope below me. Someone was descending from rock to rock, almost down to the inn. It was too far to tell for sure, but it looked like the Englishman, Jeffrey Harris. I started my climb again. Ten minutes later, I reached the halfway house, the place on the postcard. It was small, just a shelter, and there was no sign of life. Inside, the place was in a shambles, completely torn about. If this had been the hiding place of the stolen diamonds, somebody had sure beat me to it. Now, here's our star to tell you about tomorrow's episode of this week's story. Tomorrow... A third part of the key turns up in the form of a corpse. Join us, won't you? Yours truly, Johnny Dollar. Truly, Johnny Dollar, starring Bob Bailey, is transcribed in Hollywood. Written by Robert Reif, it is produced and directed by Jack Johnstone. Be sure to join us tomorrow night, same time and station, for the next exciting episode of Yours Truly, Johnny Dollar, Roy Rowan speaking. Johnny Dollar. Inspector Honegger of the Zurich Police, Herr Dollar. Hi, Inspector. Where are you? Downstairs in the lobby of the inn. 
I came up from Zurich to see if that picture postcard I sent you was of help in locating the stolen diamonds. Afraid not, Inspector. I located the chalet on the postcard, all right. It's sort of a shelter for skiers up on a ridge. Well? Well, when I got there, the place had been turned upside down. If the diamonds were hidden there, somebody sure beat me to it. I see. So it looks like we're at a dead end. Perhaps not. What do you mean? You recall that in Zurich, a large man attacked you thinking that you had the diamonds? Recall it? I've still got the lumps to prove it. What about him? A man answering that description bought a railroad ticket here to Kleibach last night. Oh? We have reason to believe that he is somewhere here in the village now. That could mean that the diamonds that he and you are looking for are here after all. I'll be right down, Inspector. Expense account submitted by Special Investigator Johnny Dollar. To the Home Office, Global Casualty in Hartford, Connecticut. Assignment, the picture postcard matter. Location, Clybox, Switzerland. Expense account continued. Item 9, 70 cents. One pot of coffee for Inspector Honiger and myself at the Clybox Inn. Ah, most perplexing case, Herr Dollar. A skillfully timed robbery of the uncut diamonds at the Zurich airport last week, and then these puzzling postcards supposedly giving the location of the diamonds. Yeah, they've got to be the key, Inspector. If we can only figure them out. Look, we know now that Sebastian was in on the robbery and was trying to negotiate secretly for the return of the stones. Yeah, and he told you before he was murdered that the postcard he gave you was a part of the key to the location of the diamonds. That's right. It was signed by a man named Gruner, and according to Ilsa Schaefer, Gruner was a friend of Sebastian's. Her description of Gruner matches one of the men in the robbery at the airport. And what of this young lady, Ilse Schaefer? What do you make of her? Well, that's a, a good question, Inspector. I, I wish I knew the answer. I hope she's in the clear. Hope? Oh, oh I see. All right, so I'm normal. Uh, yeah, she is a very attractive young lady. But there is also the chance that she is involved... That she killed Sebastian. I know. I know. She could be involved or she could be innocent. It's a 50-50 proposition, I guess. Pay your money and take your choice. More coffee, Inspector? Please. Thank you. Uh, what is her story? Well, I finally got her to admit she didn't share my cab in Zurich and leave her purse in it just by coincidence. It was Sebastian's idea to make it look like she'd passed something along to me. But why would Sebastian wish to make it appear that you had the diamonds if he was trying to negotiate with you for their return? That does not make sense. Actually, I think it does, Inspector. It could go together this way. After the robbery, the gang split up. Gruner was to hide the diamonds, then get word to Sebastian as to their location. Of this much, we are fairly certain. Okay, okay. But now, Sebastian gets the bright idea of double-crossing his buddies. He gets in touch with the insurance company I represent, and they send me to Zurich to negotiate with him. I still do not... In the meantime, though, another outfit has moved into the picture and is trying to grab the stones from Sebastian and his boys. Yeah. Yeah, that would explain many things. Sure, sure it would. That's why he rigged that deal with Ilsa in my taxi cab to make it look to the other outfit like I had the stones. That would take them off his neck for a while. Yeah, he was playing me for a patsy. But I've got to admit, it was a pretty fair scheme. Then later, Sebastian contacts you and gives you the first postcard. Mm -hmm. He tells you it is part of the key to the location of the diamonds. That's right. 
But Sebastian didn't move fast enough, so he wound up dead. But uh, his confederate Gruner sent him a second cart. Oh, probably mail before Sebastian was killed. It is possible. Now, the first postcard is a picture of this Kleibach Inn. Yeah, and according to Watto, the innkeeper, it's not the best picture of the inn. I asked him about Gruner. He said he thought he'd heard the name somewhere, but that Gruner hadn't been a guest here. Perhaps he is down in the village. Well, I'm going to check that today. But if the diamonds are in the village, why the postcard of the inn? And why the second postcard of the ski hut on the ridge? I do not know. Is there anybody here at the inn that you suspect of being an accomplice of Gruner and Sebastian? Ilsa Schaefer, for one. She claims Sebastian told her he'd meet her here in a few days for some skiing. I see. Anyone else? An Englishman named Jeffrey Harris. He seems pretty interested in me. Claims he thought I was a friend of his from London. He might be telling the truth. Yeah, yeah, he might be. But I found out he likes to climb mountains. And he was up there somewhere this morning when Ilsa and I were skiing and got shot at. Do you think Fräulein Schaefer could have maneuvered you into that position? Well, if she did, she had a lot of confidence in the marksmanship of her buddy in the rocks. And you told me she suggested a route of escape which ended suddenly at a, a cliff. Which I almost went off of. Yeah, yeah, Inspector, I hate to say it, but she could be the one. And I've got to find out one way or the other. Which means I'm going to stick pretty close to her for the time being. I gather that prospect is not entirely unpleasant to you. But be careful, Herr Dollar. She could be dangerous. So could Jeffrey Harris. On my way to the ski hut this afternoon, I spotted him down the mountain from me. And the ski hut had been torn apart. Yeah. If the diamonds were there, they're gone now. And Harris could be the boy who beat me to them. If he or anybody attempts to leave Kleibach, one of my men at the railroad station will report it. Well, I must be getting back to Zurich, Herr Dollar. Who knows? Perhaps these postcards are just decoys. And the stones are still in Zurich? No. No, I'd bet my bottom dollar they're here in Kleibach somewhere. If I could only figure out the meaning of those postcards. Yeah. Otherwise, why would the man who attacked you in Zurich have come here? He must be hiding out in the village somewhere. Well, perhaps I can turn up something else of help in Zurich. Right now, Inspector, anything would be of help, believe me. After Inspector Honiger left, I studied the postcards again, but I got nowhere. One of the inn, the other the ski hut. What did they mean? I went out on the balcony outside my room and looked up at the mountains. But I couldn't see the ski hut from there. A ridge was in the way. I did see something else, though. Three rooms down the balcony, Jeffrey Harris's French doors were open. His room was empty. So I decided to have a look. I wasn't sure just what I was looking for. Something, anything that would indicate whether or not Harris was involved in the whole thing. I worked my way to the closet, turning up one big nothing. His clothes were hung neatly in place, and in one corner was stacked some climbing gear. I reached around behind it, and my hand touched metal. I pulled it into view. A rifle with a telescopic sight. I sniffed at the barrel. The gun had been fired recently. Ah, good evening, Herr Dollar. Hello, Otto. Look, have you seen Jeffrey Harris lately? The Englishman? Not since late afternoon. All day long, he was out climbing the mountain. Yeah, I know. He no sooner got back than he went out again, before dinner. 
It was a good dinner tonight, too. Any idea where he went? None. Could be in the village. Look, tell me something. When he arrived here at your inn, did he have a gun case in his luggage? Mm, he had a lot of climbing equipment, but I did not notice a gun case. Well, he could have taken it apart and packed it in his suitcase. Why do you ask, Herr Dollar? Mm. Oh, skip it. I'll see you later, Otto. Johnny. Oh, hello, Elsa. I've been looking for you. Yeah? Have you been able to find out who are shooting at us up on the ridge this morning? I'm not sure yet. You still do not trust me, do you? I don't know, Elsa. What can I do to prove to you that I am not involved? In what? Anything. The diamond robbery, the murder of Sebastian, the attempt on your life this morning. I I like you, Johnny. I don't want you thinking such things about me. Look, let's uh, let's talk about it later on. Why not now? I have to go into the village. Well, perhaps I could go with you, Johnny. Do you mind? No. Matter of fact, that might be a good idea. Nice in the village tonight, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Quiet, too. You seem to... To be looking for something, Johnny. For someone, Elsa. Who? The Englishman, Jeffrey Harris. Oh? You told me you'd never seen him before you came here to Kleibach. That is right. Then he wasn't a friend of Sebastian's. Well, not as far as I know. Well, an hour ago, in Harris's room, I found a rifle with a telescopic sight. You mean that Harris is the one who shot at you this morning? Otto, the innkeeper, told me Harris went mountain climbing today. I saw him on his way down late this afternoon. But he isn't at the inn now. You think he's down here in the village? Maybe. That's why... What's the matter? Hold it, Elsa. Well, well. Looks like maybe the village isn't so quiet after all. What do you mean? I think somebody's following us. What? Come on, I'll start walking in. Yeah. Where? Across the street and back away in the shadows. Oh, what are you going to do, John? Figure out a way... Wait a minute. That alley up ahead will turn into it. Oh, John. Don't turn your head, Elsa. Okay, into the alley now. Good. He can't see us here. Who do you think it is? I don't know. Bruner, Jeffrey Harris, even the guy who jumped me back in Zurich thinking I had the diamonds. Keep going. You think he'll come into this alley? That's what I'm hoping. All right, now here we are. The doorway here will do very nicely. Look, Ilsey, you keep going down the alley. Cut across to the next street and go back to the inn. But... What are you going to do? Wait for him. Go on now, go on. No, Johnny. Look, you do as I... I want to stay with you. Don't be silly. It could get a little rough around here all of a sudden. Uh, There's nothing you can do here, Elsa. So do what I tell you. Now get moving. Now. She looked at me a moment, then went down the alley and out of sight. A couple of minutes went by. Nothing. Then I heard steps. He was approaching the alley, whoever he was. Now he was at the entrance. I pressed back into the doorway. A few more feet and... Wait a minute. He decided not to bite. I edged out of the doorway and back to the mouth of the alley. Then I stuck my head around the corner. Nobody. He must have ducked into a building or down the street. It sounded like Ilsa for the next street. I cut through the alley. Then I spotted a couple of people in front of a small hotel down the street. They were jabbering excitedly. There was a man crumpled up on the ground. Ilsa saw me and ran over. Johnny! Oh, Johnny! What's the matter, Ilsa? He fell out of the upstairs window, almost in front of me. Who is it? It's... it's Sebastian's friend, Gruner. Gruner. The guy who'd been writing postcards to Sebastian. Gruner. 
The only man in the world who knew where the diamonds were hidden. My one lead. Dead. Johnny Dollar. This is Otto, the innkeeper, Herr Dollar. Oh, good. I was away from the desk for a few minutes and just received the message that you called. Look, Otto, I'm at the little hotel down in the village. You're not planning to move out of the Kleibach Inn, I hope. No, no, listen. I want you to do me a favor. Of course. Have you seen Jeffrey Harris? The English gentleman? No. Then keep a sharp eye out for him. Oh. Yeah, and the minute he gets back to the inn, call me. But don't let him know you're calling me. Whatever you say, Herr Dollar. But is something wrong? Plenty. This man named Gruner I've been looking for. You have found him? I've found him, all right. Dead. What? And it looks like his killer is here at this hotel. <laughs> Expense account submitted by Special Investigator Johnny Dollar, location Clybox, Switzerland. To the Home Office Global Casualty, Hartford, Connecticut. Assignment, the picture postcard matter. Expense account continued. The murder of Gruner meant that I had lost the one solid lead I had on the whole case. Unless, of course, I could round up whoever put him away. Item 10, $1 to the desk clerk for watching the rear entrance of the hotel in case the killer should try to get out that way. Well, what are you going to do, Johnny? Go upstairs and take a look. I'm coming with you. No, no, stay here. I won't. I'm coming with you. All right, I don't have time to argue. Now, tell me again just what happened, Elsa. Uh, you realized we were being followed along the street. You decided to wait in that alley, and I was to cut through to this street and go back to the inn. Yeah, yeah. Go on. Well, when I got to the street, I heard a man cry out. Then I saw Gruner fall from an upstairs window. He was dead. He fell from a corner room? Yes. Well, that'd be this door over here. Okay. Get back against the wall, Elsa. All right. Be careful, Johnny. Yeah, yeah. Empty. Maybe one of the other rooms, Johnny. Yeah. Hey, hey. Somebody just locked up. That was down the hall. Yeah, come on. That room at the end. Get back, Elsa. Gone. The window. Yeah. Oh, great. A fire escape. Uh oh. You see someone, Just Johnny? a flash as he disappeared around the corner. Could you recognize there him? There wasn't much light, but it looked like the big boy who jumped me back in Zurich. Then it was he who killed Gruner. Could be. And Gruner was my last lead to those stolen diamonds. You think that man who got away now has them? I don't know. If he does and tries to leave town, Inspector Honiger's man will pick him up at the railroad station. Well, let's go back to the inn. We did. But only because it meant being someplace where I could quietly sit down and think. Try to put together and make sense out of what meager information I had. But the more I thought about it, the more I realized that I was starving. More coffee, Johnny? Hmm? No, no thanks, no. What's the matter, Johnny? Oh, what's the matter is I'm beat. The stolen diamonds. The stolen diamonds. Unless I can figure out the meaning of those picture postcards Gruner sent to Sebastian, I'm licked. And so far, I've drawn nothing but big blanks on them. Postcards? You didn't say anything to me about postcards. I know, Elsa. Well, look, you may as well know it. Right now, you're about my last hope. Uh, you claim you weren't involved in any of this, that you want to help me. Oh, yes, Johnny, and I mean it. Okay, here's your chance to prove it. How? 
Take a look at these postcards. They're all addressed to your dead pal, Sebastian. Sent to him by Gruner. That's right. A picture of the Clyback in here and a picture of the ski hut on the ridge. Do they mean anything to you? Well, they are staying here at the inn and I have seen the ski hut on the ridge. Beyond that, nothing. You're sure? Yes. What is it all about, Johnny? The postcards, I mean. Sebastian and Gruner were together in the diamond robbery back in Zurich. Then they split up. Gruner hid the diamonds and sent these postcards to Sebastian... They're supposed to be the key to the location of the diamonds. And now both Sebastian and Gruner are dead. Which means that if I can't figure out this key, I'll probably never recover those stones. You told me this morning you thought there were others after the diamonds. Yeah, and they probably knocked off Sebastian and Gruner trying to get them. These postcards, the inn and the ski hut. Have you searched this inn? As well as I could. And the ski hut? When I got there, the place had been ransacked. Somebody beat me to it. I saw Jeffrey Harris in the vicinity on my way up to the hut. The Englishman? Yeah. He could be my boy. Maybe whoever knocked off Gruner in the village was working for him. Maybe Mr. Harris already has the diamonds then. I hope to find out if and when he comes back here to the inn. I somehow doubt that he's found them, though. They went after Gruner after the ski hut was ransacked. And that would indicate they are still looking for them. Yes. The inn and the ski hut. Wait, Johnny. Perhaps the diamonds are somewhere on a line between the two places. I thought of that, but it doesn't work. You can't see the ski hut from here at the inn. A ridge cuts it off. And where on a line between the two? They're about five miles apart. I wonder if... Hold it, Elsa. What is it? Jeffrey Harris, just coming in. See you later, Elsa. Well, 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 it's the dollar chap. Yeah, that's right, Harris. The dollar chap. Enjoying your stay at Clyback, old man? Well, let's say it's been interesting. Delightful place, really. I'm a bit of a mountain climber, you know. I yeah. Think... I know. Oh, you do? Oh, I didn't think my reputation had spread that much. Oh, I'm really just an amateur, but it's great fun. You did some climbing today, I believe. Yes, matter of fact, I did. Splendid place of rock up there. It gave me quite a workout. And you were down in the village this evening? Oh, yes. I say, old chap, you, you seem to be rather an inquisitive sort. Why all the questions, huh? Well, this morning I got shot at up on the ridge. Uh, what's that? This evening a man was murdered in the village. Both times you were in the vicinity. Oh, now, look here, Dollar, let's not be absurd, right? I, I, I'm sorry that someone was potting away at you this morning, but I assure you I had nothing to do with it, and I didn't even know about the murder in the village. Plus the fact you've been pretty interested in me ever since I arrived here at the inn. Yes, but I've explained all that. I thought at first that you might be my old friend, Bunny Dollar, from London. Look, let's quit talking about old Bunny Dollar and start talking about that rifle of yours with a telescopic sight. <laughs> we don't be ridiculous, old boy. I don't have any rifle. Well, I just happened to have found one in your closet today. I say, you are a snooper, aren't you? But you must have gotten to the wrong closet. I tell you, I don't own a rifle. It was there, all right, and it was your closet. Well, then somebody left it there by mistake. Now, look here, Dollar. I haven't the slightest idea what you're driving at, but I assure you, I am in no way involved. And I must say, I don't care for your attitude or behavior. You'd think I had you confused with old Bunny. Well, you're not in the least like him. They're prowling in my closet. I guess I drew a blank there. Uh, Elsa... Where did you... Hey, Dollar. Oh, Otto. Where did Elsa go? Why, I do not know. She was sitting there a few minutes ago. Perhaps she went up to her room. Yeah. Hey, Dollar, this man you were looking for, Gruner... I'm not looking for him anymore, Otto. Like I told you over the phone, he got himself killed in the village this evening. I know. And that is what made me think you might be interested in this. Oh, 
Hey, another postcard. Where'd you get it? It arrived today. It was addressed to the man called Sebastian in care of my inn. That means Gruner didn't know Sebastian was dead. Hey, hey, this could be the missing part of the key. Key? Picture of the village square. Does that mean something to you, Herr Dollar? I'm sure it means something, all right. But I'm not sure what. I went to my room and put the three postcards side by side. The inn, the ski hut on the ridge, and the village square. The trouble was I couldn't be sure this was all there was to the key. Maybe Gruner had planned to send more cards, but he wouldn't be sending any now. Yeah. Yeah, from any point of view, I was getting nowhere. Then I stopped cold. Point of view. I looked at the cards again. You couldn't see the ski hut from the inn, and you couldn't see the inn from the village. But maybe, just maybe, there was some point from which you could see all three. I went downstairs and outside. It was a moonlight night. I started walking slowly toward the village, keeping the inn in sight behind me. Finally, I came to a point in the road where I could see both the inn and the village square in the distance. But I still couldn't see the ski hut. There was a ridge in the way. I started cutting across a field. It looked like a little deserted farm. A shed loomed up in front of me, a small, broken-down barn. And then, just as I got to the barn, the ski hut on the ridge came into view. I stopped and checked. Yeah? Yeah, I could see the inn, the village square, and the ski hut. And this was the one point from which the scenes on all three postcards were visible. This had to be it. I went inside. The barn was empty except for some straw in one corner. I ran my hands through it. And I pulled out a leather case. The moonlight streaming through the broken roof told me I finally found the uncut diamonds. Wait a minute. Somebody outside. I froze against the wall in the shadow. He came in. I let him get close. Then I dove at him. I gave him a couple so the midsection was crumpled. I dragged him to his feet. No, let's go off. Well, my old friend who jumped me back in Zurich. Who are you? Come on. No, no, don't. No, I I am Anton. Your outfit was trying to get the diamonds away from Sebastian's boys, huh? Yes. When you jumped me in Zurich, you thought I had them. Then you followed me here to Kleibach. And you killed Gruner trying to make him talk. Okay, who are you working for? Spell it. No, nobody. I am working alone. Don't give me that. You haven't the brains to mastermind a deal like this. Now, who's the boss? I can't tell you. Open up, Anton. Oh. Start talking. That is enough, Herr Dollar. What? Otto. Stand very still. Well, so the little innkeeper is Anton's boss, huh? You stupid fool, Anton. Yeah, well, what could I do, Otto? I, I didn't know he had had me approaching. One blunder after another. But I would... I think I get it now, Otto. It was you who shot at me up at the ridge this morning. Then you planted the rifle in the Englishman's room. I realized after I had missed that perhaps it was just as well, Dollar. Sure, sure. You realized I might be able to help you. You couldn't figure out the location of the stones, although you had one of the postcards. But you knew I had the other two and might be able to figure out the three of them. Why not? So you gave me the third card, hoping I'd lead you to the diamonds. Which you very obligingly did. Give me the diamonds, Dollar. I will take them. Stand back, Anton. What? But Otto... Sure. You don't think he's really going to split with you, do you, Anton? What do you mean? Otto... Stay where you are, Anton. You have served your purpose. After all I have done for you. What? You stand back! Anton started for Otto, who took his eyes off for a second. That's what I was waiting for. I dove at him just as his gun went off. Anton crumpled, and after a fist in his face, Otto did likewise. I knelt down and picked up his gun. 
Doctor. All right, Otto. Just hold it where you are. But my shoulder, I'm hurt. Don't worry, Anton. There's enough of you left to talk to the police. And you know, I got a hunch you're going to be a real cooperative witness. Expense account, 14th and final item, $678.50, transportation and incidentals home. Total expenses, $1,723 even. Remarks? Otto and Anton were turned over to police inspector Honiger. The diamonds are in safekeeping. About Otto. Well, greed is one of the seven deadly sins. It sure turned out to be the deadliest one for Otto. About Elsa? Well, uh... Please consider me available for any future assignments in Switzerland. End of report. Yours truly, Johnny Dollar. Now here's our star to tell you about next week's story. Next week there's uranium, they say, in the Arizona hills. There's also a killer with three victims behind him. And he's looking for another... Join us, won't you? Yours truly, Johnny Dollar. Yours truly, Johnny Dollar, starring Bob Bailey, is transcribed in Hollywood. Written by Robert Reif, it is produced and directed by Jack Johnstone. Heard in our cast were Lucille Meredith, Victor Perrin, Forrest Lewis, Stan Jones, and Ben Wright. Musical supervision by Amerigo Marino. Be sure to join us on Monday night, same time and station, for another exciting story of yours truly, Johnny Dollar. Roy Rowan speaking. Welcome back. Really nice, a solid mystery with a lot of clues and a good solution, as well as some really strong suspects. And it really wasn't clear to Johnny who did it, as evidenced by the fact that he gave the leader of the jewel theft ring money to guard the entrance. Points for boldness for leaving that on the expense account. Now, as we've mentioned often enough by now, Robert Reif also wrote Dangerous Assignment. And if this story feels a bit like Dangerous Assignment, but without national security MacGuffins, some of the core plot ideas were borrowed from a story that he wrote for Dangerous Assignment that aired August 30th, 1950, Guided Missile Plans, which makes this the only episode where he borrowed from his own scripts, at least so far, uh, because we haven't been through all of the episodes of Dangerous Assignment, and that's before we account for all the ones that are missing. So we'll see if that number goes up. 
All right, well, listener comments and feedback now, and we have a new comment on the listener survey at survey.greatdetectives.net. Cheryl writes, this podcast has become my favorite. I love the way Adam has organized the episodes and have learned so much from his commentary. Well, thank you so much, Cheryl. Now it's time to thank our Patreon supporter of the day. And I want to go ahead and thank Andy. Andy has been one of our Patreon supporters since May of 2018, currently supporting the podcast at the rookie level of $2 or more per month. Thank you so much for your support, Andy. And that will do it for today. If you're enjoying the podcast, please follow us using your favorite podcast software. And if you're enjoying the podcast on YouTube, be sure to like the video, subscribe to the channel, and mark the notification bell. All those great things that help YouTube channels to grow and get these old-time radio programs in front of more and more people. We will be back on Tuesday with the start of another Yours Truly Johnny Dollar serial. But join us back here tomorrow for Dragnet, where... You got those serial numbers there, Blair? Yeah. Uh, Thompson 67811. 67811. Yeah. Shotgun 655-228. 28-0-9-2-2-8-0-9-2-2-8-0-9-2-2-8-0-9-2-2-8-0-9-2-2-8-0-9-2-2-8-0-9-2-2-8-0-9-2-2-8-0-9-2-2-8-0-9-2-2-